1: Many people have dealt with traumatic experiences from their childhood. There's actually a term for it. It's called adverse childhood experiences or more commonly known as ACEs. And there was a study done in the nineties that took 17,000 participants and tested how much of these childhood adverse childhood experiences that these people went through and how that affected them in their life and as they got older. We are going to talk about what the adverse childhood experiences are, how they affect you in your life, and what you can do to overcome them in this episode. I'm joined today by Danny Williamson, who is a highly sought after medical professional in the Middle Tennessee area, but people come from all over America to see her. She specializes in functional medicine and in treating the root causes that are occurring in the body by looking at what happened in someone's past, and also what their current diet and lifestyle is like. So in this episode, we get into all of those things. We talk about adverse childhood experiences, what they are. We even go through the questions that are on the ACEs test. So you can get an idea of how affected you may have been by any of those experiences that occurred to you before the age of 17. And then we also talk about what is it that she sees most often in her practice and how she consults her patients on how to become and feel better. And a lot of it has to do with food, moving, sleeping well. And we talk about all of those things. Let's dive into today's episode. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. These are the four areas of attraction, or as as insiders like to call it, the pies. Join me, Kimberly Beam Holmes, as we speak with other experts around the world on how to become the most attractive that you can be. Create confidence and find happiness. We will teach you how. It starts with attraction and it starts now. Danny, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk to you. And even in just the five minutes we connected right before this, I can already tell that I am going to love you. You are so fun.
0: (laughs) I am fun. I don't know if you're going to love me, but I am pretty fun. (laughs) I have a lot of words. I love what I do and I am pretty fun. Yes. So I think it's going to be great.
1: It is it's going to be fantastic. So tell our listeners what it is that you do. I know because I have a lot of friends who have talked about you, spoken very highly of you. You are a very difficult woman to get into see, but what is it that you do?
0: I am a family nurse practitioner who 11 traditionally trained, allopathically trained who 11 years ago when I graduated Got a job in a functional medicine clinic here in Middle Tennessee at Cool Springs Family Medicine that practiced functional medicine. He's a family practice doc who had stepped out of the boat. I had no idea what I was doing. I fell into mm-hmm. this job, um, just fell into this job. And so it changed the entire trajectory of my life when I learned what we are not practicing true root cause medicine. I wasn't taught anything that's actually going to heal a person from the inside out. Mm-hmm. I was taught about treating symptoms. Heartburn is a symptom of something else, right? Migraines are mm-hmm. a symptom of something. So I that's what I do. I practice root cause, common sense medicine, healing the gut from the inside out. And the focus of my practice is generally Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Now that's what I've been doing for 11 years. It is now morphed into pretty much all autoimmune disease, gut, adrenal, thyroid, and hormone. So I actually practice like an endocrinologist and don't get the paycheck of an endocrinologist. So it's an endocrine practice, but if you don't heal the gut, you don't heal anything. And I learned that through my own story of trauma and 24 years of chronic lifestyle disease. And as soon as I healed hmm. the gut, my entire world started falling into place.
1: Wow. I have so many questions. We may have to have you on for another podcast to talk Let's about do. the gut and the inflammation yeah. because that's that's huge. And so many people suffer from different symptoms that can come from that. I know I've had my own history with that. My husband as well, but it totally different symptoms. Yep. Man. Yeah. That's a What's at topic. the end of your
0: fork will heal you mm-hmm. or kill you. It is as simple as that. There's no in between. You can't sugarcoat it. And you know, I tell patients every day, you weren't born sick. Most of you were not born sick. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born with lupus. I wasn't born with irritable mm-hmm. bowel syndrome or depression or chronic itching. I turned every mm-hmm. bit of that on through decades of dysfunction. And I'm living proof what you turn on you can turn off or you can greatly dial it back. So you don't ever have to live like that again. I will never go back to feeling the way I felt 11 years ago, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, sexually, none of it. When your body mm-hmm. is out of balance, everything's off. Everything's off. Mm-hmm. And I'm proof that the body wants to get back into homeostasis, wants to get back straight up into homeostasis. And it doesn't take much, honestly, it just takes a little bit of education mm. and some willpower. <laughs>
1: that willpower—that part That's is the key, hardest isn't part, it? isn't it? That's
0: the sure part. it is? That sure, is the part. everything we do revolves around food. You don't have to drink alcohol. You don't have to smoke. You don't have to do drugs, right? You don't have to to survive, but you have to eat, and mm. everything revolves around a meal. So it's the hardest thing. Mm. We're very emotionally connected to food. And it affects 80% mm. of everything going on in your body. Mm. Yes.
1: Let's talk about. So, I hope to come back to food more t- towards the end, but let's also talk about how anxiety, things that happen to us, mm-hmm. maybe in our childhood or otherwise, How does that affect our bodies as well? And can that aid to some of the like irritable bowel bowel syndrome, lupus type of things in addition to food?
0: Absolutely. What happens to you before the age of 17 can set you up for a Mm. lifetime of chronic disease. That's what the research shows. The Adverse Mm. Childhood Experiences Study began... Well, it came out I think in 1995 with a partnership between Kaiser Permanente in California and the the Centers for Disease Control. Seventeen thousand mm-hmm. people were surveyed on adverse childhood experiences. Ten things, ten questions, ten areas: physical, psychological. Um, Abuse to the mother or the stepmother, a parent going to prison, Mm. uh, hunger. Are you hungry in the house? Was there a drug user? You know, 10 different questions about seven different categories. What happened to you? Mm. What we discovered through the Adverse Childhood Experience Questionnaire was that approximately out of those 17,000 people, 64% or more had an Adverse Childhood Experience score of one. And if you had one, you had about a 75% chance of having an adverse childhood experience. uh, Another one, uh, another one, the higher the Mm. score, the greater your chance of having a chronic lifestyle disease. If you have Mm. an adverse childhood experience score of four or more, you have a 1200% higher chance than someone who has no questionnaire or no score. You have a 1200% higher chance of suicide. Suicide. Wow. You have a 400% increased risk of br- chronic bronchitis and emphysema, a 460% higher chance, mm. higher increased risk of depression, chronic pulmonary mm. lung disease, 390%, hepatitis, 240%. I mean, a, an adverse childhood experience score of six or more decreases your lifespan by 20 years. My score is six. Mm-hmm. Your autoimmune risk goes up. Your uh, cancer risk goes up. Your, disease, your uh, cardiovascular disease risk goes through the roof. Uh, liver disease, migraine headaches. I mean, it was fascinating. Childhood mm-hmm. trauma can set you up for a lifetime of disease. The American Academy of Pediatrics says that chi- adverse childhood experiences are the number one most unrecognized public health crisis mm. in the United States. Mm. We are educating patients on covering the sockets up, uh, putting mm. their baby on their back, not their stomach, right? Covering up the swimming pool, get the stairs, the cabinets, all those things locked up. And we do not teach them about what's happening to the child in the home. So mm. it's, 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 it, when I learned about adverse childhood experiences three years ago, it mm. turned my tra- trajectory of my practice around because I treat mm. a lot of autoimmune disease. I treat a lot of depression, a lot of headaches, a lot of um, anxiety. And mm. when I started giving every single new patient that adverse childhood score, it opened up a whole can of worms for me <laughs> in a good way. In a good way, because mm-hmm. I can only take you so far if you're mm-hmm. still living in the past, if you're still mm-hmm. living in what happened to you as a child. So mm-hmm. when I I was molested by my first stepfather, I was beat up by my second stepfather. My senior year in high school, I was 17. My junior year in high school, mm-hmm. I guess. My mother told me when I was probably 13, after her first hus- second husband molested me, she said, you caused me to lose the only man I've ever loved. Oh, my goodness. My entire childhood was chaos. Now, it wasn't Mm -hmm. as bad as other people, but it was trauma. And I had no idea Mm -hmm. until I was in my 50s. Now, I'd gone Mm -hmm. through a lot of treatment and a lot of therapy, but I had no idea. No one had ever asked me, really dug deep into my childhood. And then I started wow. some har- hardcore EMDR work and I went to onsite. And I mean, I did some hard work the last four years to try to recover from that. And once mm-hmm. I did that, it's taken my practice to a whole nother level with patients because again, you're not your past. And the whole first part mm-hmm. of this book is on, you're not your past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hurt people, hurt people, don't they? And then we get into <laughs> marriages. Mm-hmm. So that, that are, are you know just on fire all the time because we're still dealing with the trauma that happened to us that we've never addressed? So it's it's huge, and I I I encourage all of your listeners to go online. I mean, I have the adverse uh, experience questionnaire in my book, but if you don't have the book, go online. You can take the test for free. You can put it in your show notes, and yes, and you score it up, and you see the higher the score the higher your chances of chronic lifestyle disease. When you read it, you'll be horrified, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be a statistic. I'm an outlier. I'm not going to die 20 years before you. You may have a score of two. I refuse to die. I may die 20 years before you because I'm 20 years older than you, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it because of what happened to me in the past. I'm going to turn that ship around, and I'm going to break that, those generational curses with my children.
1: Mm-hmm and that's probably the key right the adverse childhood experiences because if a person doesn't know to go back and and heal from it yes. then they they just continue to be stuck in you it you bet they do you bet they do and it's the stories that that they tell themselves because of the trauma that happened to them and that's what is causing all of these symptoms physiological psychological all of it and isn't it so it's been it's been a hot minute since i've looked at the aces mm-hmm. test but it, I, it doesn't it also include neglect so it's like neglect. Yeah, you bet abuse is divorce one of them as well experiencing the divorce of your parents? Yes, it's one of them yeah. as well.
0: I was gonna uh, read through it here. yeah uh, neglect, uh, physical abuse, divorce. Uh did you ever lose a parent through divorce, abandonment or other reasons? Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been a death. I mean, they could have died. Were mm-hmm. was your mother or stepmother often hit, pushed, shoved, you know, abused, mm-hmm. physically abused? Did you live with anyone who was a drinker or an alcohol uh, alcoholic or a drug user? Was a household member depressed or mentally ill or attempt suicide? Yes all three of those from mm-hmm. my mom. Did uh, did someone go to prison in your household? Did you feel that no one loved you or felt like you were special enough or you had mm-hmm. dirty clothes, you know, never had clean clothes, things like that? Uh, did you, were you ever molested? Were you ever touched, fondled? I can't tell you how many men and women now that I do this questionnaire that is circled. And that's really? huge because that can carry over into your mm-hmm. your marriage or your relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yesterday, I was working with a woman who who was molested as mm-hmm. a, as a child, and it has carried into her marriage. And she has two mm-hmm. children, but yet she's extremely, you know, she doesn't want sex; she has no sex drive at all. But I mean, she's never dealt with this trauma from her childhood. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then you know, was was your parent hit? sweared at, or verbally humiliated, hit, swear mm-hmm. at, and all that. So uh, very common. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the issue with this, or the, the questionnaire was 17,000 middle class to upper middle class, white, college educated. That was the okay. study. So what we know is this doesn't include the brown, the black, lower socioeconomic, mm-hmm socioeconomic, not college educated population. This was in San Diego, California, in a very affluent area of San Diego. Mm. So we know what we suspect. And as they've done smaller branches of this, you know, little offshoot studies, Mm
1: -hmm. that this,
0: it's probably, it is, it's more significant than what we discovered through the original adverse childhood experience questionnaire. Mm.
1: So the most effective thing that you have done, To overcome that for your past was EMDR. You bet.
0: You bet. Boy, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. The I agree. I've done it as well. Whoa,
1: and I, I, oh, (laughs) I tell people it sucked and it was amazing. (laughs)
0: sucks. is not even doesn't even touch it. Yeah, it was really hard, and you want to back out of that so fast. I know, but Mm -hmm. there's no way around this. You know. As are, there are so many things, right? You lose a child, or you, I've never lost a child, but you know mm-hmm. a, a, the pain of a divorce. You know, you just have you have to go through this to get through mm-hmm. it. EMDR mm-hmm. was the first thing I did, and I did it for a really long time with my therapist. And then I and then mm-hmm. I left and went for six days to onsite to the Living Center mm-hmm. program in Coverland Furnace, Tennessee, which is world renowned for healing trauma. Yes. That that EMDR was the hardest thing I had done up t- to that. That six days of of twelve to fourteen hours a day of therapy, of treatment, of of acting out your original trauma, uh, that was that was emotionally, physically, mentally draining. But mm-hmm. it turned my world around, you know. And now, now I'm living as many people are. I'm an only child. My mother's an only mm-hmm. child. She's not married. Hasn't been married in thirty years. She has Alzheimer's. And guess who the only Mm. caregiver is?
1: Oh, you me. And she was the source of some of your trauma. Source
0: of all my trauma. 99.9%. My My mom, and you know, it's really sad because now she has Alzheimer's. So my mom has never really, we never bonded ever. When I was six Mm. weeks old, she she became, she she had postpartum psychosis stopped mm-hmm. feeding me all the things my dad had to was in the Navy, had to bring people in. She was institutionalized. I had people taking care of me that that I'd never met in my life at six weeks old. And, you know, we mm-hmm. never bonded ever. My mom never bonded with me and she only had one child. And so it's been an interesting full circle experience being her sole caregiver, but I never mm-hmm. got the opportunity to to hash this stuff out with her just like millions of other men and women with their parents because she never wanted to talk about it. And now she has Alzheimer's. So, I mean, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Can't
0: talk. So about I've that. had to work on it myself, forgive her and do what you have to do. You do the best you can. You take care of people.
1: Hmm. How has that experience been for you? It's been horrible.
0: It's been awful. Mm. I mean, there's, I mean, it's been terrible and you know, it, it like, and just, so many other people, the same thing, right? They have this kind of relationship with their parents. With your mother as a daughter, all you want is your mom.
1: Mm-hmm. You want your
0: mom, right? When I got married, I remember it was just as, <sighs> and I'm divorced, but it was as cold and as distant, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's been like that my entire life. So, no, it's been very difficult. It's been very humbling, but I know that I'm taking the high road. And whenever she dies, you know, it's sad. It's sad. It's just a piece of my life that I will never have that I have had to come to terms with is hmm. a is a close relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. And then when you're blamed for losing the love of her life when I did nothing, you wow. know, I've had to work through a lot of that, just like many people have. And I think it mm-hmm. makes me a better provider because I know what it's like to go mm-hmm. through Childhood trauma, and when I get a patient whose score is like a four or a six or a nine, or I have a few tens, wow, tens, every single one was mm. checked off. It makes me a better provider,
1: for sure. But also, you're a mom. I am, and you were a single mom for quite still, a while.
0: Still am. Nineteen cool. years.
1: Still yes. are a single mom.
0: Nineteen years.
1: How have you? Uh, so I, ha- I have some friends that are single moms and I can't begin to imagine how difficult it is. I see what they do. And I just think you're, you are an amazing woman, but also you need a support system. Yes. How, so how have you done it? How have you found support? How have you invested in yourself And to, to be able to best care for your children when you're having to do everything and bring in the money and you were going through nursing school and, and, and what is your, what is your advice?
0: Well, you just put your head down and do it. I'm telling you, I went through, I went through a bad divorce and I, and I had an affair. So it was awful. The whole thing was a mess. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. recommend that for any amount of money. Don't do that. If and, and. And then I lost everything. And I was on food stamps when Mm -hmm. I was 40 years old, when I went to nursing school, sold it all, left, moved to Nashville, Mm -hmm. did not have a support system here, was involved with a man who cheated for six years, which Mm -hmm. while I was going through nursing school, you know, I put my head down. I did it. I raised my kids. Thank God my kids have turned out to be good children. But it was by the grace of God, because I was hanging on by the skin of my teeth and it's just got, you know, and I found my support here. I didn't get it from Mm -hmm. my mother. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm an only child. I didn't have brothers and sisters to depend on. And, and my dad was married and, and would have been fine, but he's not, you know, the support system for darn sure. And never addressed any of the trauma. So I did what I had to do. You have a choice. You lay down and die or you get up and fight and you find a way to make it better and break the entire cycle in your family. And I hope that that is what I have done.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so
0: I did it just by sheer will and um, got myself through school, got myself off of food stamps. I mean, humbling again though, every single bit of this makes me a better provider because I'm living proof that if, 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 If I can turn my health around, Mm -hmm. anyone can. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do it perfectly. I regret a whole lot of the time that um, I was raising those kids and I felt like I was too busy to really be involved with them the way Mm -hmm. I should have. You know, right? I was just a minute, just a minute, just a minute, their little life away because I was trying to survive. I was in survival mode survival mode. And I think many of us are. So, you know, advice in the future would be slow down. No, you can't do it all. You can't do it well. You can't do it all and do it well. How's that? Set your boundaries, mm-hmm. automate, eliminate, and delegate everything you can in your life mm-hmm. and get the best help you can to make, to, to work on the trauma. I mean, trauma well, think about what's happening now. I'm just so grateful that I'm through this, done this. I did it. I didn't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I regret not spending the time with my kids that I could have in in full attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give me s- some grace, though, you know, I was trying to do it all. Well, right. I was doing it all. School. Right. They were in two different schools. One daughter was in spec not special needs, but um, the IEP and lots of learning issues mm-hmm. and differences and things like that. It was it was complete and total chaos. And it was by the grace of God. I survived it. I did not mm-hmm. thrive during it. I am thriving now. I barely survived it. But I, again, I think it makes me a better provider because mm-hmm. I'm able to say, look, I got through all of this mm-hmm. and whatever it is that you, you are going through or you have been through, I'm living proof you can come out on the other side. It's hard. It's hard. Um, And I turned on autoimmune disease. Now, Mm -hmm. have I dialed it back? Absolutely. Do I still have lupus? Yes. Do I have symptoms of it? Nope. Nope. Because I dealt with the emotional and the physical side.
1: When did your symptoms start of lupus, of irritable bowel? I started irritable bowel symptoms in high school. With Mm -hmm.
0: chronic diarrhea, chronic diarrhea. I had my first colonoscopy at age 20. Mm -hmm. I had four colonoscopies from 20 to 44. Enemas, barium enemas, barium swallows, diagnosed with IBS at 20 Mm -hmm. in college. Then I started chronically itching. My arms would itch, my body would itch. Two dermatologists, nobody figured that out. Hmm. Then I was diagnosed with lupus in my mid 30s, and the Vanderbilt the doc at Vanderbilt said, "Well, Danny, there's Danielle, there's no cure for lupus. It kills women every year." What? Oh. Well, that's a crapper. I didn't like that diagnosis, and then I was depressed. So I would drive 2 hours each way. I, twice a month to see Dr. Candice Berger at Vanderbilt, psychologist, remember, and and I was put on antidepressants. So 24 years of seeing doctors, but functioning, right? I had to keep going. I went through school. I mean, 44 years old, 10 doctors later, before a doctor ever leaned into me and said, Danny, what are you eating? Don't you know your diet controls your symptoms? you take digestive enzymes and probiotics? And do you know your food sensitivities? That was Dan Cow, at Cool Springs Family Medicine. Turned my entire world around 11 years ago. Changed the whole trajectory of my life. I hope my children's lives and I know thousands of patients' lives Mm -hmm. because I had never been told Mm -hmm. what's at the end of your fork will heal you or kill you, Danny. Make wise choices.
1: So how did you learn your food, your food sensitivities? Did you do a, total I did a blood elimination? draw? Yeah,
0: blood draw. Well, I did an did elimination diet first, cutting out the top 7 mm-hmm. foods: gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugar, eggs, and peanuts. Those are the top 7 inflammatory foods in the country. And then we did a blood draw on me. Well, come to find out eggs are the number 1 for me. My body hates eggs. Wow. Horrible. Eggs are the number two food allergy in the United States for children, mm-hmm. by the way. And when you're on food stamps, like I was, eggs are the perfect protein. I fed my whole family right. crap tons of eggs, dozens Soy, of eggs.
1: Peanuts, like a lot of those All are. Of we ate peanut butter sandwiches,
0: right? Because uh-huh. I could do it. And so peanut, bread, dairy, right. gluten. I mean, um, yeah, sugar. So all the things. I mean everything I you that. eat are the top seven inflammatory foods, but those are the foods that are processed, packaged, bagged, canned, fake, man-made food. One right. ingredient an egg is one ingredient food, but um, it's extremely inflammatory for most people. So that's how I found out. And when I started controlling my diet, making the changes that I could do, and it wasn't all at once, because I had two little kids. It took me a long time to get rid of the crap in the house. And as I ran out of the fake processed food in my house, I started bringing in cleaner, one-ingredient food. So now that's what I teach patients. Mm -hmm. Cook one ingredient God-made food. If it's in a box, a bag, a can, a tube, a roll, it's killing you. Absolutely killing you.
1: Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about the blood draw. So I've heard... Mixed things about whether the blood draw is correct and it's and it's what comes out of it. So, do you trust those? Absolutely,
0: well, I trust one test. Now, I think there's that I've done multiple food sensitivity tests in mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. There are some that are excellent. There are some that are not. And the ones we used at my old office did not use organic foods as antigens. So, you may have been reacting to. Hormones or pesticides or food coloring put in a salmon. Yeah, these are things we didn't know back Mm -hmm. then. So I use one company, one test that I find very accurate. But food sensitivity testing is very controversial, very Mm -hmm. controversial. Mine has, um, changed throughout the years. Um, mm-hmm. my results have, as you heal the gut, you'll have less and less food sensitivities, but even, you know, I tell people, even if you did the one that's on TV all the time, you know, that's, that's pretty inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can't remember the name. There's benefit in that because it's not hundred percent inaccurate. Here's where you hear a lot of controversy about food sensitivity testing versus food allergy testing. Allergists only believe in allergies, right? Mm -hmm. So they only believe in food allergies. Well, allergies are way less common than food sensitivities. Food Mm -hmm. sensitivities affect millions more people than food allergies do. And food affects every system in your body. So Mm -hmm. even if you do some tests that's not totally accurate, you're going to get benefit out of it. Mm -hmm. And we use a really great company that uses organic antigens, uh, precision point diagnostics. I've used them for five years. Mm -hmm. They look at allergies and sensitivities. But that test is only as good as what you do with it when you get home. That's right. Oh, yeah. Because (laughs) mine had eggs were number one, dairy, gluten, cashews. I mean, back in the original test had 29 foods on it that my body hated. Hmm. But if you do that, I tell people every day, don't do this test for kicks and giggles. You do it because you're going to put it on the refrigerator and you're going to stop eating eggs every morning for breakfast with cashews for a snack in the afternoon. And you're not going to eat you know, a sandwich for lunch every day. You're going to follow it. And your body, again, wants to be well. It wants to be 100%. When you get your gut cooled down, Everything else falls into place because mm-hmm. 80% of your immune system is in the gut. Mm-hmm. So an 80% of the serotonin in your body is in your small intestine. It's not in the brain. Mm-hmm. So the anxiety decreases, the depression mm-hmm. decreases, the ADD, the ADHD, the bipolar, schizophrenia, OCD, the list goes on. You heal the gut, you begin to heal the brain. And then guess what? Y'all are in the marriage business, then- your marriage starts to get, but when you feel better, you right. have more energy to work on your relationships.
1: percent. It's all
0: connected. It's all connected. And we've got it so messed up. It, no, it's all connected. The gut affects everything going on in your life. Everything.
1: I want you to say what, what you said a minute ago again, because I want to make sure people hear it. You said that 80% of the serotonin receptors in your body are in your gut. Yes. Why? So explain to our listeners who may not know or understand that, you know, we've heard this word serotonin, but why does it matter? What
0: Serotonin. Are- Yes. Is your feel good, right? Neurotransmitter. That's the one Mm. that helps decrease anxiety and depression. That's what things like, you know, Prozac and effects, things like that, that Mm -hmm. recirculate. They're selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They help recirculate serotonin in your body. When your serotonin is low, when your serotonin is non existent, well, your psych issues are worse. Your depression Mm -hmm. is worse. Your anxiety is worse. So the gut and the brain are one hundred percent connected. Was I taught that at Vanderbilt University? Never. Is the class taught that now? No, because I, I mentor uh, nurse practitioner students now. I have med students from Vandy in the office. They leave my office with their mouth hanging wide open going. I mean, after we I work with them for a day with patients, they're like, what are you doing here? This is nothing that we're being taught. I'm like, yeah, that's right this is root cause medicine. Mm -hmm. And, and every psychiatrist, every psychologist, every therapist, every marriage counselor needs to know Mm -hmm. that the gut and the brain are 100% connected. And when you Mm -hmm. help your patient begin to cool down the inflammation in the gut, they cool down the brain, their life gets better. It's, it's, I watch it happen every day in my office.
1: Does the vagus nerve go from the brain to the gut as well?
0: Yes, all the way. Sure yeah. does.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. I, I thought I remembered. I thought I remembered that was true. So I, I it
0: goes further. I'd have to look that one up real quick. I think it's just it's huge. The vagus nerve. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is huge. The so a sev, twenty seventeen. So probably five years ago now. I was having a lot of the irritable bowel syndrome, like really bad and at the same time my anxiety was mm. through the roof and i remember going to my my doctor who you may know dr hutton he's in school. oh gosh yes yeah and i i was just crying on the you know little place in the in the room whatever you would call it where people sit and yeah. just saying i think i need an antidepressant and he said you don't need an antidepressant you need to de-stress and you need to fix your gut like that. Right. I just remember him saying that I said, well, I'll do anything at this point because I am so, I was, I felt like I was losing my mind. Like I was just in high panic level every day Yes, and it was amazing. The change that happened as I started doing those things to heal my gut. And now I don't deal with those same symptoms. I also don't deal with those same, that same anxiety, so it's just further testament to what you're saying where yes like as you heal it you get better. But I all, do you also think that once you start healing your gut that your gut in your body starts knowing what you need more? Like you start yeah. craving certain foods because intuitively.
0: You- absolutely. Intuitively. Absolutely. Isn't
1: that crazy?
0: Yes. Because again, your body wants to be a hundred percent and good. it, and most likely it was born close to a hundred percent. It mm. wants to get you back to where you were. It doesn't take much, but it takes a doctor like Dr. Hutton saying, you don't need an antidepressant. Here's mm. what you need. Here's what you need. Worst case scenario, we can go down that road. But this is not a Prozac deficiency, Kimberly. This right. is not a Xanax defi- deficiency going on in your body. This yep. is something wrong with your gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. Let's begin to heal the gut, but stress is key. Stress will mm-hmm. absolutely destroy your gut. It'll destroy your life. It will look what we've been through the last 2 years.
1: Mm-hmm. We think
0: we got a pandemic on our hands. We have a mental health worldwide pandemic on our hands right now
1: 100%. for stress
0: more anxiety we have not instead of taking the opportunity to eat the one ingredient food to learn how to cook during lockdown right to learn how to to really eat the food we need to eat all of that and to heal our bodies we chose the pizza the frozen the package the bag food all the vegetables and the fruit and the, all the fish fish and meat were left on the shelves all the bagged, canned, processed food was gone. And now on top of that, so we've got all these inflamed guts. We Now we have inflamed brains. Inflamed gut equals an inflamed brain. Whew. More panic, more anxiety. Phone calls to suicide crisis lines are mm. up 800%. 800%. Mm. I sit on the board for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the Tennessee chapter. Mm-hmm. Can't keep up. Can't wow. keep up phone calls to domestic violence lines went down by almost as much during the pandemic because why they're locked in the room. They're locked in the house with their abuser.
1: Yeah. There's no uh,
0: uh, domestic violence. No hotline at all. Yeah. So all that being said, when this pandemic happened, had we had healthy individuals with good guts and a healthy microbiome, we would have been able to have weathered this storm a little bit better than we have. Well, probably a lot better than we have mm-hmm. because the gut and inflammation are 1% connected.
1: I, I agree with that for sure. Let's talk about an overview of your book, Wild and Well. There's six key components. Is that correct that you speak about in it? Six, six common sense steps to radical healing.
0: The first part of the book is on childhood trauma. Mm. You are not sinking and you are not your past. Mm -hmm. So we set it up with common sense, um, evidence-based practice from Mm -hmm. those first two chapters and childhood trauma. And then inflammation is the devil, is the third chapter, and it gets into um, inflammation. Inflammation is the root of 100% of all chronic lifestyle disease. We know that. Mm -hmm. So then it gets into my sixth signature steps that I work with patients with every day. Eat well, each chapter is titled, eat well, sleep well, mm. move well, poop well, de-stress well, cultivate community well, or commune well. We renamed it commune well. Um, when you eat well, which we've already discussed, you know, when you change what's at the end of your fork, your body starts to heal. When you eat well, you will automatically sleep better. Mm. of the time. When you sleep better, you also will eat better. Mm -hmm. So it works together. Sleeping is key. Your body heals when you sleep. Simple as that. When you go to bed at night, your body detoxes and it heals. The bedroom is for sleep and sex only. If you're not doing one, or the bed is for sleep and sex only. If you're not doing one or the other, get out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bedroom needs to be a sanctuary. Your home may be cluttered, which I'd prefer it not be, but your bedroom cannot be cluttered. It needs to be clean. It needs to be cool. It needs to be organized and a sanctuary for rest and rejuvenation. I love it. So you have to eat well, sleep well, move well. Our bodies are designed to move, Kimberly. You don't have to go to CrossFit five days a week, but you've got to move your body. Yeah, I don't care hula hoop ballroom dance rollerblade ice skate I don't care just do push-ups do pull a jack LaLanne. Jack LaLanne is all in the exercise move well chapter um because he didn't do anything fancy and he was like the guru of of exercise push-ups jump and jack sit-ups yeah there you go and he cut out white sugar and white flour and um, white dairy so you got to eat well sleep well move well. Poop well, it's key as well. Although, most of the time, if you're doing those first three, you're going to poop better. We should poop. What you eat today should be gone tomorrow. If you're pooping every two or three days, you are chronically constipated. Mm -hmm. I mean, any doctor who tells you, oh, that's normal, I don't, well, they would never say I only poop once a week either. No doctor's going to say that mostly. But, um, you know, you got to poop. Mm-hmm. So, so the book breaks down all the different ways we need Can to. Do you recommend work on squatty potties? Oh, you bet. Well, I was just getting ready. You just took the next oh, I took it. <laughs> Now Oh, I've got a whole section, a little two pages on squatty potties and why you should squat when you poop or at least get your legs elevated mm-hmm. when you poop. So, those of you that, boy, clearly this is not audio or visual, but. <laughs> Look up Squatty Potty. You don't have to buy one. You can put your feet on the trash can. You yep. can put your feet up on the toilet if you want. I don't care. Whatever you're flexible enough to do, move the feet up. You'll poop better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, it's hard to go to the bathroom without a Squatty Potty. Eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, de-stress well. Oh, that's hard. Entire chapter mm-hmm. on common sense ways to de-stress your body. And many things we're responsible for. Right. We create a lot of our own stress. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of it we don't, but many things we do. If it's a scheduling problem, then stop scheduling things. Nothing gets on your schedule unless Kimberly or Danny says we're going to do something. Right. Right. So stop saying yes. Right. It's as simple as that. And as complicated as that, because people don't like it when you set boundaries, Mm -hmm. but you need to automate, eliminate, and delegate everything you can out of your life that's creating stress. If people are sucking the life out of you, then you have the right to set your boundaries and you don't have to have them in your circle, Mm -hmm. period. That's right. Right? If your job is killing you, guess what? You can look for a new job. I did. But you have to begin to take control of what you can control stress-wise. stress, stress wise. Mm-hmm. Whole chapter on de-stressing well. And it's a good chapter. And then commune well. Mm-hmm. You've got to have community. We are not designed to live in isolation. We are pack creatures. We are designed to be eyeball to eyeball with people laughing until we cry, laughing until our stomach hurts, you know, breaking bread with people, gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free <laughs> bread with people. <laughs> Drinking your wine with your people around the table. We're designed for community. Jesus mm-hmm. believed in community. Mm-hmm. He, he loved his community and inside his community, he had a tighter group in there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be best friends with everyone. You only need a couple of good roots in your life to keep you up upright. So eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, de-stress well, commune well. It really is a good book. I'm proud of it. I've Definitely. had so many people message us and say, uh, this needs to be required reading for every patient before they see you. Because mm-hmm. then they probably wouldn't need me, which would be fine. You know, they don't have to come see me. It really is common sense. There's a lot of health books out there because I have most of them. But I wanted this to be for the person who's who's been told there's no, this is your life, right? There's no cure for depression. There's mm-hmm. no cure for lupus. Um, the person who has joint pain, who's mm-hmm. depressed, who's, been added one pill after another the last couple of decades, the little country girl from Gilbertsville, Kentucky, like me, could understand it to the guy at Harvard who graduated Harvard and lives in Cambridge, Mass. And is like, Holy crap. Yeah. And everything I talk about in here is backed up by scientific evidence. There's 330 something references in this book, three, 323 references, medical references in this mm-hmm. book. So it's common sense medicine, but it's also backed up by science.
1: As we said earlier, the common sense we wish was more common.
0: (laughs) It's exactly right. That's right. And so when you break it down into common sense, it's like, man, that's right. I wasn't born with heartburn, Mm -hmm. right? Or I wasn't born with joint pain. My lupus was joint pain. I turned it on. So then you got to go back upstream, Mm -hmm. which many of our healthcare providers don't have time to do, right? And say, okay, what happened to you 15 years ago? Mm -hmm. What happened? When did you feel the best in your life? And then let's work from there. Mm -hmm. When did it start going downhill? What happened? It could be anything. Yeah. So, um, I'm just living proof that you can live your best life. doesn't matter how old you are. Mm -hmm. I'm 56 next month. I cannot believe I'm going to be 56 years old next month. I feel better at 56-ish or 55-ish than I did at 35 Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I will don't never go back to feeling how I felt yeah. 11 years ago or 20 years ago. There's not enough gluten out there <laughs> to make me go back. There's not enough eggs out there. I don't care. I love eggs. I love brunch with my people. You're not going to find anybody who likes brunch better. Well, what do you eat at brunch? Eggs. Um, but I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. And so you, and it, it's not willpower because I definitely am not a high willpower person. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And when the pain of the same outweighs the pain of the change mm-hmm. is when you're ready to move forward and make a difference.
1: Mm-hmm. I can already think of at least two people I'm buying this book for and gifting it to them. And thank you. And one of them, it's it's not because she's even currently experiencing any of those physical symptoms, but she is so stressed out. Yeah. And how could it look? for her to just start changing how she eats and that can help with her stress levels. Right. I mean, just so powerful.
0: Oh yeah. Because when you feel better, when you wake Mm -hmm. up one morning and you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have diarrhea this morning Mm -hmm. or I'm not, you know, whatever. It could be anything. My gosh, add a
1: third person. I need to get it for my sister.
0: (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. You know, at at the end of every single chapter and you haven't seen it yet is Um, wild and well prescription, Danny's prescription Mm -hmm. for living wild and well on the end of every chapter on how to eat better. Mm -hmm. My prescription for eating better, my prescription for, you know, de-stressing well. And it usually goes through seven or eight bullet points Mm -hmm. that are common sense, right? AED your life. It just may save it. Automate, eliminate, and delegate Mm -hmm. everything you can. Well, there's nothing rocket science about that. But when you kind of see it on the paper, you're like, okay, what can I get rid of? Right. You don't want to host Christmas at your house. Guess what? Christmas is going to come and go anyway. Yeah. Don't do it.
1: You don't have to. Don't do it. That's right.
0: I mean, we have the right. And, um, you know, get rid of the soul suckers in your life. Just do it. And you can thank me later. It's really written in my, and also read The Best Yes by Lisa Turkers. Mm-hmm. Do you know her? I She's do. a middle Tennessee girl. It was a game changer for me. It says that is all about saying the best yes. Not mm-hmm. about saying no. It's about what's the best yes for Kimberly's family, mm-hmm. right? It's not a good yes for me. I'm sorry. I can't do, I can't be the room mother this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the president of PTA or PTO. Right. PTO will still go on.
1: Right. Right. We don't have to put all of those expectations on us. We can say no. No.
0: No. And then when you're dealing with 18 years of trauma before Mm. in your home, you know, I mean, you know, what happened to you before the age of 17? um, It just compounds into all kinds of problems decades later. And I'm here Mm -hmm. to tell you, we are designed to live an incredible life. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in God and and not everyone does, I happen to, I think he wants us to be whole and 150% because we are designed in his image. And I'm telling you now, I just, the older I get, the closer I get to God and the more I'm like, man. I messed up so many decades, but it was pain for a purpose mm-hmm. because now I've written about it. Now I've overcome it and I'm on the other side of it. It's kind of like menopause with women. I tell women, embrace menopause, man. I love it. I am postmenopausal. And once you get through the chaos, it is it's a whole nother world on the other side. And it's an honor and a privilege to go through menopause. Just don't forget that. Mm-hmm. So um You know, it's a a privilege to have survived what you survived. We're all survivors, right? We're all warriors. Heck, we won the egg and the sperm race the moment we were conceived. If you don't think you're special, uh, hello, the day you were conceived, there were millions of sperm fighting for you. (laughs) Or you may have been the sperm, one of the sperm, right? 25, uh, 250 million sperm or something. And here we are. We're the lone survivor out of that. That's huge. We were born warriors. Mm -hmm. We were born fighters. Mm -hmm. We're not perfect. There was only one perfect human and it's not Kimberly or Danny.
1: Absolutely not.
0: That's right. So give yourself some grace. Give yourself the grace that you would give your best friend or your child or whomever, anybody. We don't do that. We're hard on ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Sorry. We got off on tangent there, but um, people need to hear it. It's all connected childhood to now, but you can break that childhood trauma Mm -hmm. and, and, and I, and I'm proof of it. You won't ever forget it, but man, you can break it and you can move forward and you can loosen, break those chains.
1: That's right. That's right. Danny, where can people find your book? Where can they find more about you and what you do?
0: DannyWilliamson.com. Everything is on there. My Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube is all Danny Williamson wellness, all of it. Tons of free content for you all. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how much free education we put out every day on all three of those platforms. And I do a health show on Facebook on Sunday nights. Um, DannyWilliamson.com has everything on it. Our The book is everywhere you buy books, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, uh, mm-hmm. b- uh, Amazon. I-, I prefer it comes from Barnes and Noble or Books a Million online for sure because Amazon is... Hard to deal with, and you know. But if you're buying three books, it only counts as one sold. So what you just said, you know, mm but they are not fans of authors. So Barnes and Noble, they it counts as three books, and that counts towards bestseller status. I've learned a lot about the publishing industry at an old age. But you can buy the book anywhere. I don't care. Buy the book because it really is going to help somebody. I know it is. So we have so much Mm -hmm. free education out there, though. I mean, we have a a phenomenal uh, supplement store in middle Tennessee here uh, at at, on Mallory station road. Mm -hmm. It's all on our website. It's open six days a week to the public and we teach public classes there. Uh, I mean, we've just got it going on. We're real, real blessed, real blessed because I'm all about community. Remember, I'm an only child who grew Mm -hmm. up with complete chaos. So I thrive on building community.
1: That's and fantastic.
0: that childhood trauma really did propel me into an area to bring, to bring people together mm-hmm. and to have the support system that I never had. And I've been real successful at building that for mm-hmm. our tribe and for people who come into the community.
1: Yes, you have. I'll have all of those links in the show notes for everyone to go and follow and find out more about you. But it's so amazing. I love seeing what God has done in you and through you. And look what you're doing now and how you are helping so many people heal and not have to have this baggage from the past or from what their body has done with the food sensitivities. I mean, that is an amazing mission that you are doing. So thank you for what you do.
0: I appreciate that. And thank you for what you're doing. That's the whole reason we wrote the book, because you can only help so many people in Mm -hmm. person, Right? right? So I wrote the book to hopefully help millions of men and women eventually realize that they they can live their best life and they're not broken.
1: Wild and Well is the name of the book. It will be in the show notes. I encourage you all to get it and maybe get an extra one for a friend from Barnes & Noble or Books Million. Yes,
0: there you go. Yes. Or try to go get it at your bookstore. Columbia Duck Rivers Books has it. And I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. I'm going to see it tomorrow in person. The first time my book That's awesome. in a bookstore. Ah,
1: that is awesome. Yeah, I'm I, I love that. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Here are my key pies takeaways from this episode with Danny Williamson. First off is you are not your past. Many of us have experienced one or more of the things that are on that ACEs test. Again, you can find that test in the show notes, or you can go and get Danny's book, and there's a copy of it included in there. But if you score one or more on that, you really may want to consider doing some work to overcome those feelings of trauma that could be lingering in your body. There's a book out there called The Body Keeps the Score, and it's not an easy read. It is a heavier topic. It is more difficult. And it's about this this practitioner who shares how he saw as a psychiatrist that many times psychiatry was treating people with drugs for symptoms they were having. But in reality, their body was reacting to trauma that was held within the body. Even things such as schizophrenia and how he saw people healed from schizophrenia when they actually dealt with traumatic events that occurred in their past, because his premise was our body holds that. And therefore we start experiencing psychosomatic symptoms from it. It's similar in, in what we talk with in this ACEs study. When you have had traumatic experiences and you may have downplayed them, in your mind to tell yourself, no, that didn't happen to me, or it it wasn't as bad as other people. Therefore, I don't need to get help for it. But I am here to tell you that trauma can be big T trauma, something huge, or it can be little T trauma. It was still something that you felt overwhelmed and powerless, overwhelmed by something occurring to you and powerless to do anything about it. That is trauma do something to work through it. I love what Danny said. The only way to get through it is to go through it. You may have to go back. EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy, is a highly noted evidence-based type of therapy where it actually uses either audio or um, tactile sensations. Uh, When I did it, they put the... These little clasps, kind of like the oxometers that many of us are now familiar with because of COVID, that go on the end of your fingers. They they put those on there, but these actually vibrate and they go back and forth between each hand, or you can do the audio one where it's a headphones and the sound dings back and forth between each ear. And the whole point of that, it gets your eyes to start going back and forth. And it is in that motion that we can actually recall memories and start reprocessing it. And then the whole goal goal of EMDR is that you go back to your first memory of a traumatic event that happened to you. And there's a whole process for how they help you define what that memory is and find that memory. And then you you sit and you allow these vibrations to go back and forth or the audio to go back and forth while you just process that memory. And then the therapist guides you through what came up as you, were, as you were thinking about that. And sometimes it leads to other memories that are connected to it. And what eventually happens is your brain starts to make sense. It begins to actually process what happened to you. And so it is a little bit easier for your brain to let go of that memory in the past, but it's also allowing you to not feel That burden of the anxiety or the psychosomatic symptoms that have occurred within your body in that memory as well. It more easily allows you to not forget what happened, but to let go of the hold that it has on you. So, my first key pies takeaway is to work through any past trauma. There is no shame in that. I have done it. Danny has done it. So many people have done it. So many more people should do it because it's okay to find the healing. My second key pies takeaway is that we are meant to be in community. This one can be hard, especially coming out of two years of distancing and isolations and and all of these words that were not a normal part of our vocabulary and have become a part of our vocabulary and changing the way we think, even maybe about being around other people. I Really encourage you as I am encouraging myself to find more community, find people that you can lean into, that you can build trust with, that you can share gluten free, dairy free, egg free, nut free bread around the table with in order to have connection in your life. We need a support system. We need people that we know we can lean on who care about us and who will be there for us no matter what. How are you doing this right now in your life? Who is your support system? Who is it that you would call at 8 p.m. at night when you just are so worried about what's happening the next day and you need someone to speak with? Who is that for you? And if you can't name at least one person, but ideally three people, then you need to work on finding that community. And my third keep eyes takeaway from today's episode is to remember what you eat is how you feel. So, look into that for you. Assess your diet. Are you doing what's easy or are you doing what is best for you, what your body is craving? Reassess that. Reassess your diet. Look into am I eating a lot of gluten, dairy, sugar, corn, soy, peanuts, eggs? And maybe consider going to see a practitioner, doing a food sensitivity, or even doing a whole 30 is a great place to start. I had a previous episode that I did with Melissa Urban, the founder of The Whole30. You can link to that in the show notes if you want to go listen to that episode where we talk about what is The Whole30, what are some best ways to do it. It's something that me and my husband tried to do once a year, even to just reset our relationship with food, but also to see, is there anything we need to get rid of in our bodies that we need to stop eating in order for us to sleep better, move better, and overall feel better? Those are my three key pies takeaways. Deal with the trauma in your past. Make sure that you have one to three people that you could call at any time to talk about anything. Make sure you have that support system. And then number three, assess your diet and what you're eating. Is it working for you or is it working against you? I'll see you in the next episode. People ask me all the time, Kimberly, which area of my pies should I focus on first? And the answer to that question is the one where you need to see the most growth. That is why I have created an attraction assessment. This free assessment is designed to help you learn what areas of attraction you should be working and focusing on first. This will be the foundation of your journey to becoming a more attractive person to your spouse, to your friends and family, but most of all, to yourself. Click the link in the show notes to take the free assessment today. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to follow It Starts With Attraction anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. The more positive reviews we get, the more positive change we can make for relationships and for individuals around the world. For show notes, updates, and the opportunity to join our email list for encouraging weekly strategies for you to become the best that you can be in all areas of your pies, go to piesuniversity.com. Again, that is piesuniversity.com. Keep working on your pies and always remember, it starts with attraction.